0: Hello everyone, welcome to VR Verdict, episode 83, I am PJ, and joining me this week is Gabriel and David, here to talk about the game Paint It Back. How's it going guys? guys? Hey everyone, nice to meet you. Good morning. Hey. We have Dan from Playtest VR in the audience. Hey Dan. Come Hello. On up. Hello. <laughs> don't be shy. Hey guys. Hi. Hey. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> so I've played your game. Um I'll let you guys intro do the introduction. Just it's a very specific game, so I'll let you guys do it. I don't <laughs> want to mess it up. <laughs> <laughs> well. <Wow. laughs> Where should we start? It's kind of
1: Complicated to just get it together in a few sentences, but well, "Paint It Back is a post-apocalyptic game. So you are uh, in this uh, world after the end, and but it's not really just a typical post-apocalyptic world, because also the colors are gone, so the main mission of the player is to actually get the colors back. But while you are getting the colors back and uh, investigating what really happened to the world, you will find... Several personal connections and your role in the So it's also not only just a regular like um, post-apocalyptic adventure, but also kind of a psychological journey. Let's say it's pretty heavy story, heavily story based. A lot of dialogues, a few mini games, exploration. So yeah, well, not your typical VR game, I guess. <laughs>
0: Yeah, there's definitely a good mix of exploration, um, dialogue, there's um, cutscenes, and there's also, like, uh, quizzes and things going on. Um, how long yeah, they is the a few actual story?
1: Yeah. S- S- Sorry, we had some <laughs> issues hearing the last <laughs> no question. Can you please repeat
0: oh. it? I was curious, like, uh, how long is the estimated playtime of the actual story? Oh, well, it
1: really depends on your playstyle, so you can skip the conversations. <laughs> so In case you <laughs> skip the conversations and you know exactly what to do, then, well, it can be done pretty quickly, I guess, like in three to four hours, but, well, you're pretty much losing the game, so I wouldn't sure. really recommend doing that. So if you're properly listening to the story, the conversations, the dialogue, try to explore the world itself then i think it's well over 10 hours
0: nice that's that's quite a, a lengthy vr game so that's pretty neat
1: yeah well we wanted to tell a proper story actually so and well if you want to tell the proper story then
0: you need <laughs> all the dialogues and all the little yeah. details, all those yeah, I haven't finished yet, but I'm a couple hours in. As we were talking before we started recording, yeah, and I I really enjoy it. It's very relaxed, very chill. Like the, the exploration's really neat. There's always something to find around the corner, type <laughs> of thing. Yeah, well, it's How definitely did... more
1: like a laid back, um, a personal adventure kind of thing. So it's not really like beat save. So, well, there are mini games that are kind of intense but in general it's it's more like um
0: exploration kind of thing right i like the quizzes they definitely um keep you on your toes at some points (laughs) (laughs) you have to really be paying attention
2: yeah we tried to add um kind of a lot of mini games to keep the interaction um interesting
0: so yeah and i like how they're woven into the story like i don't I won't spoiling, but I came upon an empty bus and there was a whole story of how the bus got there and, and the people that were in it. It was really neat. And then the oh, quiz thanks. kicked in and you kind of had to like pay attention. And... <laughs> yeah. Like um,
1: in the world, you're going to find all these memory cubes. when well, actually you can see one on your left, I guess. <laughs> so uh, these memory cubes, they contain the memories of the people just like right before the apocalypse. So, for example, the the one that you mentioned, there is um, uh, uh, a memory cube in the uh, tunnel. And then inside the tunnel, you will learn like uh, there was an accident, a fire and stuff like that. And and you get the memories out from the memory cube and you're going to need to understand and learn. little mini story in order to complete the quiz, but we have like all the uh, other mini games as well and those are all connected to the world of Painted Back and uh, all the individuals and well I don't want to spoil anything, but later you will also learn that all these individuals are somehow connected to the
0: main character Nice So when you guys I'm always curious like when you're Thinking of creating this game, like what came first was it? Is it story? Is it the, the mechanic of there's no color and you bring the color back? Like, where did you start with all this?
1: Uh, it was kind of a mix,
0: really. So we, we knew that
1: we want to do something like story based and we wanted to do also something where you can actually fly since there are not too many VR games where you can fly, but it was kind of hot, we didn't really want to do just a regular like you know, flying space or planes even though those can be cool as well but uh, we wanted to mix the two actually and then came the idea that the player should control a drone and since well yeah in like half of the game you are controlling a drone in the other half you are controlling a Um, so after that, well, we were exploring like what would be the best way to tell a story through the eyes of a drone and we came up with several ideas, but we also had a lot of like technical limitation things. And we definitely wanted to, to have some kind of, um, black and white, um, aspect of the game because i think in in vrs it looks really cool and it's also kind of fun when you can see the colors coming back and then after that it was kind of obvious that yeah we should go with this kind of post-apocalyptic approach and i had a few mini stories uh, in my mind at that time so we kind of got all those together and tried to connect them and make a whole and make a hopefully intriguing story indeed so it was really more like a process it wasn't really like that okay we decided then yeah let's do this let's do that but <laughs> more like we had the pieces and then we put the pieces together
0: nice it's always interesting how organically things come together sometimes like that
1: yeah well you know it, we had the pitch, um, for also, well, we had to submit it for Facebook. So that was the time when we got everything together and well, they, they, they accepted the pitch, so maybe it wasn't that bad. And well, of course at the time, you know, we, we had a lot of cool ideas. For example, we made a whole like kind of living, breathing, um, sci-fi city as well. But for example, we had to cut a lot of things as well. So, for example, that sci-fi city—I know it's sad, but it's gone <laughs> simply because of <laughs> technical limitations. So, uh, we just couldn't make it run uh, on the. So finally, we decided to cut those pieces as well. So it's 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 really like uh, actually it was more like putting a puzzle together than having one super detailed and and set um storyline or 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 gameplay
0: is this your guys's first game that you've made or have you done other work
1: uh we've done a few like mobile games Well, um for example we, we made um a mobile game where you can like explore tokyo in in 3d with, like pokemon go style if you are in tokyo but you know we wanted to uh make it for the olympics actually but <laughs> <laughs> well <laughs> things didn't go too well so uh yeah we, we we made a few games and well apps but only for mobile and those were not really like story based so i wouldn't really say that uh, those are typical games but so yeah this is our like first let's say Real game.
0: I was just curious if, um, since you worked in mobile, was it easy to program and, and develop for the quest or do you guys find it kind of <laughs> limiting and kind of frustrating uh, when, you know, PC VR is kind of right here, but the quest is what's hot. So <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, it, it is pretty
1: challenging to make uh, anything uh, good looking on the quest. So I, I I would say like with all those modern uh, well, recent uh, mobile devices, it's definitely easier than to do.
0: I must have missed that last part. What was that?
1: Uh, uh, sorry I, I, I just said that with all the uh, like modern uh, m- mobile devices like um, the newer iPhones or, or Android devices, it's definitely easier to to develop for uh, mobile than. So, um, well, not to mention testing and things like that. So, well, on on mobile, if you are just using the Unity Editor and Profiler, you're going to have a pretty clear picture how it's going to perform on the device itself. But uh, with the Quest, you never know. So you you really need to test everything twice. So... and well you also have other issues you know some shaders are not working in vr do textures so there are a lot of aspects that you're careful or well, most of those aspects are actually not that significant when you are just developing a regular mobile game so uh, well overall i would say definitely it's it's easier to to develop for
0: a mobile. And the, you do have the game on Steam VR, correct?
1: Ah, uh, no, we no, we, we no? don't have okay. it yet, but we are planning to make it. Okay, <laughs> that's.
0: I was curious. <laughs> I didn't know if it was out yet or not. Um. Uh, well, first of all, our main goal
1: is to get it on the Oculus Store. And once it's on the store, then uh, we would like to port it, yeah, to PC as well. Just um, you- uh, since everything right now is designed for the Quest, I think we will have to make a lot of modifications, especially like upgrading the graphics. Since well, this low-poly style, uh, personally, I really like it. But if you compare it to like uh, the AAA, well, of course, we are not going to reach AAA level, I guess. But if you're comparing it to a better-looking... Um, oh but pc vr games then still you can feel the difference so if you want to put it on steam then i think we really need to improve a
0: lot on the visuals so it will take a bit of time do you have a timetable from once it gets like um the oculus store for quest like how long now, I think to the steam once, does once
1: it... we get it on the store let's hope we will do then it will <laughs> take about like half a year after that but yeah. god knows when it's going to be on the store <laughs> so <laughs> it all depends on that now right now our main focus is to get it on the store and you know we are a super small team like four to five members So we need to concentrate on one task at the time.
0: Sure. So I'm just curious, as you're waiting, like if you submit it to the store and you're waiting, do you kind of just keep working on updates or Uh, what do you uh, Actually, we are working together
1: with Facebook right
0: now. So we submitted one bill to the
1: store, but they said that we need to make certain improvements and we are working together with them on those improvements. So kind of a lot will change, actually, if things are going well. So oh, we added um already uh new physics for the flying mechanism. So it feels more like uh, a drone actually floating and things like that. Uh, we are improving a lot on the visual system. And well, even the story will change quite a bit. And well, we are making all those improvements together with uh Facebook right now. So it's not really like just um regular process, like on the app store, let's say that you submit your game, they will test it. If it works, then you are pretty much good to go. It's more complicated than that. And well, we are trying to make all these improvements
2: and then we will see. Finally, sure. I've
0: heard them like make, you know, suggestions and ask comfort level things, but I've never heard them like. Change story or ask you to do anything like that. <laughs>
1: well, they are not explicitly saying to change the story,
0: oh. <laughs> but let's say they
1: have <laughs> suggestions, and actually some of those suggestions are good, so then why not okay. try to make them? So uh, well they, they, they are of course, you know, when you just want to get your game on the store, you are not very happy when. they have all those very cool suggestions but after all (laughs) when you think about it it, it, if it will improve the overall quality of your game then well i think it's a it's beneficial for maybe both of us for facebook well they get good quality games on their store and for us as well well we try to do as much
0: i'm sure i know you're very focused on that right now but do you have plans for like next projects or like continuation of of paint it back or actually after
1: finishing painted back we would love to do something again like something a bit different it's all the experiences and uh, well all the all the stuff that we learned in mind so oh well it's it's we, we don't really have anything exact yet But we would definitely try to do something of a story-based multiplayer kind of stuff, maybe in the future. That's uh, that would be pretty cool, I think. So, um, as I said, nothing exact yet, but maybe something um, multi and uh, a a bit of a story. May I would personally love to have. motorbikes in the next game actually <laughs> uh, controlling motorbikes in VR is pretty cool so something <laughs> with motorbikes story and multiplayer would be <laughs> a thing that I would like to make yeah personally but I don't know about you David like <laughs> do you have any
2: <laughs> any favorites um, I think like anything that uses um, I guess like The immersion in VR, whether it's like flying or you can swing from ropes or you can throw a ball and it'll color a certain area, like those, those kinds of things I would prefer. But yeah, there's nothing really uh, concrete that I would want to do.
0: You know, playing Road Rash in VR and kicking my brother off a (laughs) motorcycle does sound pretty cool.
1: (laughs) Well, and also, I, I, I must admit, this kind of Beat Saber games, these rhythm-based games, are working very well. So if we could also add that to the mix, that would be something pretty
0: interesting, I think. Dan, since so you're in the audience, have you, have you played Pain It Back? <laughs> no, I haven't. Is it on the store at all? Or uh, on right, the right, Apple? it's
1: on SideQuest. Ah. So, no, we no, also I have ha- a free I... demo. It's like the first section of the game. And where uh, we have the full game on side quest as well. I see. I'll, I'll check it out after
3: this. Yeah, I was unaware of it, but um, it looks very, very cool. It's um, very oh,
1: different thanks. to most games that I've seen, actually. Yeah, it's but We tried to make it pretty different. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that that was one of the main goals, to make it very different. So... Uh, I was going to ask you, actually, what what inspired you
3: to make this? Was there, like, any few, like, certain games on the VR or on the Xbox or something, or was it a different art style that you've seen in different media that really
1: inspired you to go this route? <sighs> actually, nothing exact, really. So, well, <laughs> maybe so <nothing. laughs> it, it sounds <laughs> kind of <laughs> <laughs> strange, but really, I, I don't think there was an the exact style or exact game that inspired us. It's more like we knew that we want to do something black and white well after mm-hmm. this this kind of um mix of American and a bit of like Japanese comic style was kind of the obvious choice, mm-hmm. so we wanted to like uh well, you know if you are having black and white colors, then red and blue kind of comes nicely together. So (laughs) we chose the palette. So basically it was black and white, red and blue as the main colors. And then when we had the palette ready, after that, it was just,
0: uh,
1: (laughs) well, a matter of design choices to go Mm -hmm. with the low poly style and also the strong outlines since these uh, features of these uh, <clears throat> design elements work well um, in vr and also can help you to hide the not so beautiful parts of the game to be <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> it's also a very uh, performance wise decision as well so
0: mm. i think you having said like Nothing really inspired it, it just shows, you know, how creative you actually are. And I always thought, like, the constraints of the headset, amongst other things, kind of brings out creativity a little bit more when you're working on stuff. I don't you know, that's just me from a gamer's perspective talking. It might be different from a dev's perspective. Oh, but. <laughs> but, but first of all, thank you if you think that we are
1: creative. <laughs> so <laughs> that's, a, that's a very nice thing to hear, actually. So... Um yeah, well, of course, you know, like um we 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 looked around of course, like but what we have, but also when we started to to develop um it was more like a year and a half ago when we started it, and actually, at the time there were not as many games out on the quest no. yet. <laughs> <laughs> so well, of sure. course, we had uh the. the Quick titles like uh, Beat Saber or or Superhot. Actually, well, Superhot. I love also the, the design of Superhot. Personally, I prefer this kind of uh, stylized, simple looks. Sometimes, especially in VR. But we didn't have too many choices actually, so we had to
0: kind of improvise and something that we liked. <laughs> and, like and run
1: on the quest and then it was kind of an obvious decision to go with this black and white uh,
0: strong outlines yeah do you find it since it is quite a different game is would you say maybe it's harder to market or to share I think it's pretty hard, yeah.
1: So actually, if you, <laughs> you want to sell you the game, I don't really recommend you doing this kind of stuff. <laughs> so, so, honestly. So if, if profit is your number one goal, then maybe do something else, really. <laughs> if I can be honest. But also, well, you know, we also didn't really want to do something that is very similar to the other games. Even if like financially it may, may have been more beneficial. But I think once we can reach our market, but well, in order to reach our market for us, it's really just a necessity to get it on the store. So and if we can reach our little niche market, then I think even financially, well, it can pay off. So uh, it's sometimes better to shoot at a very specific market than just going with the flow and 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 the mainstream. So, uh, well, hopefully, once we get on this, we, we again, as able a to find or as a gamer,
0: design. I'm like, yeah, do the really original thing, but th- like you said, doesn't always pay the bills.
1: <laughs> Not really. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so yeah, you, you also have to keep that in mind, but yeah. Uh Well, I think things will change, hopefully, dramatically, if we can get it on the store. Like, we talked with other developers as well, and that when you are on the store, that's really a turn point. So, yeah, well, we will see. Hopefully, it will reach its audience, and they are going to be pretty much satisfied with it.
2: I think it's also because, like, um we didn't, although... Or, yeah, because we're kind of a small team, we didn't have, like, everyone working on the marketing while we were developing. Which is, like, when we went to the Spatial Ape and we found out, like, all these other indie developers, like, what they were doing for marketing while creating the game. Like, we, we probably should have done that a little more. But, um, yeah, I guess. Einstein yeah, you know,
1: 20- when you are working, like, 14 hours in the game, then you don't really have time for marketing. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah. that, that's the thing, that <laughs> But I'm pretty sure if we had a proper marketing team, we could have reached better results already. But uh, since we don't, <laughs> right now we are trying to, to to reach people who would actually enjoy it.
0: Yeah, I'd say anyone that just likes exploration or just a nice relaxed game to play—you know—and get lost in—it's—it's it's a perfect title for that because um yeah also like if, said, you, I, if you
1: like this kind of end of the world kind of story so so uh, well yeah. the psychological part let's say then then yeah i think it's really for you
0: So like i said i'm three hours in and that three hours went by like quick and i was like oh crap like <laughs> wow that's cool <laughs> so maybe yeah. i sounds like i'm maybe a third of the way through the game so i gotta get back in there and finish i
1: think so yeah well <laughs> actually I don't want to spoil things, but later on, uh, you will be able to control a human being as well. So it's like the
0: second (laughs) part of the game. So we have a couple of the... We talked about um, the memory... What was he? A memory... Memory cube. Memory cube. What's the little white guy over here on the side? What's he all Uh, about? uh... (laughs) Okay. So these
1: guys are called... Uh, memory eaters so well (laughs) also I don't really want to spoil too much from the story but while we have the memory cubes we also have other little robots who are eating the memories so well they need uh, memory cubes in order to feed themselves so there is a little society among the memory guys as well (laughs) and <clears throat> well, as I said, I don't want to spoil it too much, but you you will learn that there is a certain connection between the memory cubes and the memory later. Nice. Ah, uh, it's kind of logical, I
0: think. So, so, as you mentioned, you you know when you work in VR so much, and what I hear from a lot of devs is <laughs> you don't really play other games or games at all anymore. You just you're working. <laughs> is that true for you uh, guys as well?
1: well uh, <laughs> Actually, I try to buy all the games <laughs> or most of the games <laughs> on the uh, Oculus Store and at least play a good like twenty, thirty minutes to see what other guys do. Uh, there are some pretty cool ones, really. Uh, well, of course, you know the titles developed by bigger studios, especially the Oculus team. Though, though, those are exceptionally good. Like personally, I really love the uh, Lies Beneath. I think it looks. Beautiful and plays very well, and actually it's pretty much the kind of game that I personally like this kind of (laughs) I wouldn't say it's very similar to painted Back, but at least the story heavy aspects are are similar. Um I'm not really a a multiplayer guy to be honest. I'm I'm more like story focused. I love uh, Very typical like, you know story heavy games like I don't know Metal Gear Solid (laughs) Final (laughs) Fantasy things like that um so for, so for me it's it's uh more like the story based uh games uh that are in- intriguing so um yeah like for example, lights beneath um uh, also I really enjoyed um uh, super hot uh also for uh its uh visual aspects, really we kind of learned a lot from super hot i think you know sometimes less is a bit more. Their their visual style is is very clean and very minimal, but still it looks so cool in VR. So uh, if you were asking for inspiration before, maybe I can mention yeah, like like the style of Superhot inspired us. Um, well, they they are going with more like this white and red color palette, but still the the way they use these minimal colors and minimal models is, is just super beautiful, I think. Uh, well, just like yesterday, I bought that, uh, first world war, like, uh, uh what, what, uh, I'm sorry. I'm also pretty bad with the names. Yeah. Warplane, <laughs> sorry. Well, it was even kind of obvious. So, I... <laughs> uh, actually, you know, we wanted to check how other developers, are uh, manage you have the player inside of a machine, like cockpit and things, and they, yeah. they, I have to say they do it extremely well. So we are also learning from them. Well, hopefully we will be able to learn at least. So yeah, <laughs> we are we are obviously checking. Nice. Also on side quest like. Uh, we played kind of uh, a lot of Gorilla Tag. <laughs> so that, that's a cool one. I really like it. Even yeah. though, as I said, I'm not the multi kind of guy, but, well, if I can control Gorillas, that's a different story. So, so yeah, we are checking. We are trying to check at least everything that looks even just a bit interesting. Of course, we also checked the Unity Cube. That was cool. <laughs> so, <laughs>
2: Yeah, I, I think for I... like style wise, um, we look or I, me personally, I was looking at like that game. I think it's called like Jupiter Grad or Jupiter Grad or something. Yep. Like they have the very stylized looking, uh, kind of like thick outline and whatnot. So like we were trying to go for something like that when we are like placing certain kind of like elements in the scene. I think um that and yeah. maybe like swarm. But Jupiter Grad
1: came out like. A year after we started developing it, so uh, <laughs> so well uh, as an inspiration, <laughs> it's kind of hard to say that they they were the main source of for um, inspiration. But definitely, the more more like the 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 way they use uh outlines, that's that's really nice. Right, honestly. F- sorry. hopefully they are not going to be upset, but oh no, <laughs> we we tried to. To copy their style a bit regarding the outlines.
0: Before I played your game, a couple of the screenshots, Uber to Grad was the first thing I thought of, because the the hands are kind of, not hands, but you know, your hand representation yeah, is yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of similar. Except for, you know, they have ropes coming out of theirs, but you're flying around, so... <laughs>
1: <clears throat> so yeah if uh, if i can just summarize it yeah yeah we are definitely looking at most of the titles and try to learn as much as we can or grab some
0: cool ideas i don't know if you guys do this or dan if you've had this happen there's once every couple months i'll just sit on like side quests and just grab like 50 games and just play through <laughs> them all like go down a rabbit hole for a day
1: yeah, well, of course, especially, like, side quests, like, many of the titles and most of the titles are actually free as well, so there is no risk. Um, no. <laughs> so, yeah, we, we, we try all those games, or at least most of them, and there are some, like, really amazing stuff, like, even done by just solo developers. That's that's really crazy that how far
0: an individual can go nowadays really. <clears throat> yeah, like, the... the... Again, like I say this a lot, but the smaller dev teams and the single man dev teams always just amaze the crap out of me because it's so much work. I can't even imagine, like, how how your day even goes and how you keep going some days. But, but when you, know, you know, especially <laughs> like <laughs> Painted Back is really dialogue heavy.
1: So, uh, uh Personally, I I wrote the script and I think in the end, it was like well over a hundred pages, like in in Word or something. I don't really remember the character count and stuff, but yeah, uh, it it was already more like a book, actually. Uh, When I realized that we, we are at the end of the story. And then came the realization that we have to translate it to Japanese. So, <laughs> so at that moment I, I I I was about to like well seriously considering jumping out the window <laughs> when when it came out that we will have to translate that to Japanese and well we did it in house as well, so translating all this stuff to Japanese was also pretty much like a nightmare, honestly.
0: Yeah. So you guys are currently in Tokyo, right? If I remember correctly, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and what's the market for VR like over there? Like, is the game available on any headsets over there? Or,
1: oh, well, it's all in, in Japan, Side Quest is not that well known, I, I think. So, uh, especially if you want to reach the Japanese market, then I think the only way is to go to, uh, for the Oculus store. Uh... Hmm. Uh, regarding, like, uh, the VR scene in Japan, it's kind of very different from from the West, I feel. Uh, most of the very popular games are very, well, Japan-specific, let's say. Uh, sure. But uh, what, what do we have? Hatsune Miku and stuff.
0: Sounds very similar to, like, traditional gaming, where it's very specific and a lot of it we don't even see.
1: But you know, we have a, 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 most of the popular titles are either like visual novels. Some of them are translated to English as well, like uh, maybe Tokyo Chronos, I think. And the other ones are uh, a lot of these like kind of virtual YouTubers kind of thing. <laughs> so uh, the typical Japanese like niche market. And also, well, rhythm games, things like that. But I feel like story-based games are not really on the top of the list right now. And, well, you can see also what uh, most of the Japanese developers are doing are also, I think, very Japan-specific most of the time. Like, at least in case of regular games, you still have those Japanese games that are also made for the Western audience as well. Like, as I said, like, I don't know, like Metal Gear or, well, all the famous big Japanese hit titles. But maybe in case of VR, it's even more specific. Got but on. it seems at least the, the popular, like, Western titles are also popular in Japan. Like, Beat Saber is popular here.
0: Interesting. <laughs>
1: <clears throat> well, you know, the Japanese market is very, very, very specific. So uh, I, I feel also that, uh, well, you know, in case of story-based games, you have a lot of these visual novels that uh, Japanese love. And p- personally, I don't really feel the benefit playing those like, kind of 2D-based games in VR. But... There is definitely a market for that. So, if you are if you are talking about story heavy Japanese games in VR, it's more like really the 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 visual novel stuff.
0: Have you played any of these visual novel kind of things or uh, anything like <laughs> yeah, that? Yeah, <I> th- I'm <laughs> um, trying to think of the names of them. Some of the earlier on stuff. You know, when VR was newer, there was a couple... They are actually more of a thing, it seems like. I know there's a a few that do come out yet, but... um, Mm. I can't think of a name to save my life. And I think this Tokyo Chronos is the most well-known, maybe. Mm -hmm. I think that... If if you are really into
1: stories, these can be very cool
0: too, so... Yeah. Yeah, there was a there was one with a demo, and I played the demo three or four times, trying to decide if I would actually because it was it was saying it was like forty hours, and I was trying to judge if I would get through the whole thing or not. And I must have moved on to something else, but it was really I, neat. Know, cause I, uh, sorry, I was going to say it was really neat. Like this, the story unfolds in front of you, and, and it's more of a almost like a like a show instead of you know an interactive anything, but. Yeah, well, of course, these can be
1: cool. But I think there is also another aspect. Maybe it's just a personal thing, but I don't really like to read in VR. Um, it's, it, it, I think it's kind of tiring for the guys to to, to, to read. Yeah. And imagine in case of Japanese with the kanjis, it's even more tiring, at least for my eyes. So if right. you are planning to add... um. Japanese subtitles, for example, for your game, but you're going to run into a lot of technical issues as well, but well, let's forget about these, but you just need to be very careful with the design that these kanjis need to be readable actually. So um, in case of well typical like, I- games in English or basically any uh, well, European languages, uh, you don't really have to be careful. Uh, that much, at least, with the design of your fonts and things. Like that uh, In case of right. Japanese or Chinese, it's pretty much the same. I guess maybe Korean, I am Korean. But um, Japanese and Chinese definitely have to be very design and the set that you are using.
0: It's interesting that you say reading in VR, because maybe when I did, because I'm pretty sure it was Tokyo Chronos. I played the demo of, and you know when I watch anime i always have subtitles because i'm old school yeah. and i like the japanese voices i did the same thing in there and maybe that's why i didn't continue on with it because maybe i was it was just kind of fatiguing to my eyes now that you mentioned that
1: yeah i i think it's definitely possible that was also a huge challenge for us since as i said we are a very small team with a very limited ba- budget to be honest to What to do with the voices because well we have the option as uh, the subtitles to turn those on or off and things like that but um, we didn't want to go with this just static noises for for the robots and things like that. have some kind of voice acting but well we didn't really have the budget honestly to have proper sure. actors so we decided since well you know, it's also not really a spoiler, uh, as you will <clears throat> see it in the very beginning of the game. The only, uh, well, let's say, person who is talking is not So, they decided to go with this computer. Since, well, the main source of um, information in the game is also an AI. We found, it, or we found that it could actually fit. This time, so yeah, we, we finally decided to go in that uh, direction. But I think in case of VR games, uh, <laughs> especially if you have a lot of dialogues, kind of really necessary to have uh, uh, some kind of a voiceover. Because I I don't think many people wanna wanna read hours
0: and hours in VR. Yeah, I don't even like it in like flat gaming. I always turn subtitles off. I don't want. I just want to hear it and be part of it and not not read it unless I have to.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, actually, or goal would be to have something like in in, in Portal, <laughs> like the voice acting over there. It was was just amazing. So, well, if Painted Back will sell pretty well, then Painted Back Two will have proper voice actors. <laughs> But actually, I think you can, right like now, you can, you can reach, uh, of course, it's never going to be as good as a real human actor, but you can reach like pretty much acceptable uh, results even with this computer-generated audio, especially in case um, your characters are, are, are non-human
0: robots sure. or AI or whatever. That's a good point.
1: So well, if you are asking like how uh, uh, how did we get the concept together, that uh, that was a part also that uh, we knew that we are not really going to have the budget for voice actors, so it was also kind of obvious that yeah we're gonna have to go with uh, an AI or robots or something like that. So well, uh, that that's how you put together your story when you are <laughs> <you're> limited. <laughs> by budget and technology
0: (laughs) make it work creatively put it together
1: (laughs) somehow make it work yeah that's that's the main thing
0: (laughs) any questions from the audience Dan?
1: (laughs) Uh, yeah I do actually
3: Um, what's what is this game like compared to the original concept you had like Because of the limitations of the quest, did you have to change a whole lot or were you already aware of them? So you already kind of baked them in the initial concept.
1: Uh, We had to change kind of a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Not not really the story itself, let's say, but more like the visuals. So um, we were planning, for example. Uh animals to have animals in the game that the original mm-hmm. idea was that when you, for example, recolor the forest as you can see in the trailer, then not only colors but for example life as well would return right, like things like that, but um right now, what left off the animals is a um, butterfly particle. <laughs> 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 So technically, Let's... we still have animals in the game, <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, we had plans like that. Or as I mentioned, we were planning to add um, a full like sci-fi city uh, with a kind of communist um, setting. Uh, that was pretty cool, I think. But we had to cut that because we 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 just couldn't. No matter what we what we did, uh, we just couldn't go over like forty-five or like it was already just a bunch of blocks but still it, it, right. it didn't really look the way we wanted it to look so finally we decided that okay if if if, if it doesn't look the way we want it then it's better not to have it at all
2: <laughs> so is it just oh, on
3: that's... a visual is it just on a visual standpoint where you had those limitations or did the the gameplay or game mechanics also need to change
1: Ah uh, yeah, um, so, uh, um, actually for example, the recoloring, the original idea was that, well, <clears throat> in some way you would be able to recolor things in real time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but well, that, that, that wasn't really feasible. And so, so now we, we chose a different approach. I think it works also pretty well and we could integrate it into the story as well. But the original idea was that the drone is going to shoot like a kind of paint all over the land and that's how mm-hmm. uh the recoloring uh would be done but well that 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 really wasn't feasible at all so um well there are different techniques to do that but we, i think we tried really all of them but especially in the open world areas like the bigger areas like the forest or 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 uh or the city later on and it was just impossible. So we had to change the mechanics as well.
3: Right. And then with the PC version in the future, do you think you'll go more towards your original concept? Or do you think you'll keep it the same as the Quest version? Just uh, actually, I, th- I think visuals? the
1: gameplay-wise, we are going to keep it since mm-hmm. now all the decisions that we made are also influencing the story and all the systems so now if we just change it back to the original concept even though like technically on the pc that would be pretty much doable uh uh, well that would change the whole game and change a lot of of the story as well so uh, otherwise we're gonna keep it more or less the same as it is now but like visually yeah improve a lot
3: yeah, I see. And is is this game like tailored more towards the Japanese market, or did you try and kind of uh, not tailor at all. It to both? Not at all. No. No.
1: No. No. Okay. No. no. no it's it, it's uh more like tailored for the Western audiences, I think. Right. I, uh, uh, well, or, or of course, you know, <laughs> like we have we have a uh, Japanese as an option mm-hmm. uh, for the subtitles. So hopefully, some uh, Japanese folks will play it as well. But the general direction of the story and the gameplay and well the whole game is uh more like for the western world. So it it uh, don't don't really expect um, cute anime girls and things <laughs> <laughs> I mean uh, maybe maybe it's a bad news but but no we we, we don't really have those or yeah or any kind of anime kind of thing. <laughs> so <it's, laughs> Actually, it's pretty much. Uh, um, if if you take it seriously, then the story is. I I I think it's kind of sad. So, mm. it's, uh, well, of course, you have the several layers of the story. We have this end of the world kind of thing. We have the, your relationship to the. Over there, we try to. Make 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 your relationship to the AI kind of unique as well. And then you have this personal story. Uh, well, as I said, I don't really want to spoil things, but it's a, it, it, it's a personal tragedy that affects the whole world in the end. So you have this kind of three layers of the story. And if you put it all together, and hopefully at the end of the game, you will get the whole picture, mm-hmm. I, I, I think it's a pretty sad one. Yeah,
0: everyone, I, I mean, I few sadder moments. <laughs>
3: I like sad games, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's Earlier, PJ was, was black saying it's
1: relaxing. White, so obviously it's kind of melancholic <laughs> as
0: well. <laughs> it's both relaxing and, and sad, I guess. I don't...
1: <laughs> no, I'm excited
3: to play it because I think in the VR market right now, there's not enough story-based games. I think there's a lot, exactly. like you mentioned earlier, in terms of there was a lot of good rhythm games, there was a lot of good shooting games, but actually story-driven games. I could probably name like a few, but there's not really that many. Um, yeah, except for if you many. go. No, and then especially you can go extreme with like one of the VR films, per se, like Wolf Wolves and mm. the Walls or something like that. Or you can go like Alt Deus, Tokyo Chronicles, but there's, there's not many actual just standard story games out there. So, and the fact that you've made yeah. a hundred page script excites me to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: i I think you know it's 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 very easy uh, when you start developing the VR that you find a, a cool thing, whatever one function that, the, and you're gonna be really focused on that, and then you make your whole game uh, based on that certain function that that you found really interesting. So, for example, uh, that's what we wanted to avoid. So uh, we had the flying stuff, but we. We're, like a hundred percent sure that we don't want to build the whole game on one of these mechanics. <laughs> but it's it's very easy to get sidetracked, you know. Like once you have these cool things uh in VR that you know that you can do this, that you you know, okay, I I, I can fly my warplanes, I can fly this, I can fly that, I can do this, I can do that. Then it's really easy, as I said, to get sidetracked, and then. Forget about the story, forget about the rest of the game, and then just focus on this one certain element. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing necessarily, mm-hmm. yeah, because you yeah. can make super cool stuff. Like I think maybe Hot was made kind of this way, that they found this mm-hmm. really cool mechanics, and then they built the game around that certain mechanics. But we didn't really want to do that. So I, I think yeah, in, especially in VR. Of course, it's uh, in case of like regular games as well. When you make something really cool, you want to show it to people. You want to put it yeah. everywhere in your game. <laughs> but, yeah. but maybe sometimes it's a bit too much. So we try to keep the balance between um, the mechanics that 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 we that we, we have and and uh, the, the the regular like story and the uh, regular game aspect.
0: I've always been curious so like when you know you say you cut out like the futuristic city and a couple other things do you kind of save those and think maybe for the sequel we can work them in or is that kind of stuff you're just like you just scrap it and don't think about it?
1: I know of course we keep it so (laughs) it's not like well we have enough space thanks to god at least in the cloud so we we, we keep it. Maybe in the future, uh, if things are going well, either as uh, let's say DLC or even as free content, it's not really like uh, gonna get rich from selling the communist cities. Yeah. So,
0: <clears throat> just in case, uh, like the quest. 2 Pro comes out, and you're like, hey, we can finally throw this in there, because it'll work. <laughs>
1: right, well, yeah. Like well, you, you know, it, right now, it doesn't really matter if the Quest 2 Pro or the Quest 3 or whatever Quest comes out, as long as you have to put, it, put your game on the Quest 1 as well. So, <laughs> <True>. <laughs> it yeah. won't change much. That's yeah. the thing. That right now, if you want to put your game on the store, then it needs to run 72 FPS at least on the Quest 1 as well. If, if uh, Facebook in the future would change this policy, then yeah, well, I think it would open up not only for us, but for other developers as well a lot of opportunity.
3: Sure. That's a really interesting thought. I actually didn't know that was a policy because maybe it would change now that with Resident Evil coming out in the fall, that's only for Quest
1: 2. They might change that yeah, for the future. I, I think right now it's only for Resident Evil as well. So <laughs> right. you don't have right. this option. So we, we cannot uh, say to Facebook that, okay, it's pretty cool, but we want a <laughs> game only on the Quest 2. It's not possible <laughs> right now.
2: Mm.
3: Yeah, that's that's yeah. bad. That's, that's not very good, actually, because then you have to go for that Quest
1: 1. That's like the... <laughs> was ha- holding it all up in a way. <laughs> it is, it is. Especially like well, we are going into the technical details, but the biggest issue with the quest one is uh, well actually the RAM. There's not mm. <laughs> much memory to um... do you think you can run that on the quest
3: two no problem? Like the sci-fi oh, well, stuff?
1: Of 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 course we have to <laughs> optimize it further. Yeah, yeah. But on the quest two I think it's definitely possible. But mm. on the quest one Well, at least for us, it's impossible.
0: (laughs) 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 Maybe there are
1: more talented, better developers that could make it work, but we we decided not to go into that direction to spend uh, maybe a whole year or whatever just to get one stage done. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Maybe it can be done, but yeah, definitely uh, for the quest 2, I think with a bit of work we could make
0: mm-hmm. it run. Well, before we end the episode, is there anything you guys want to stress or share with anyone listening or watching? Like, uh, anything we didn't talk about or get to? or
1: Actually, I think we don't really have anything like super specific to say. Just, uh, in general, you know, we have a demo as well. The game, even the full game is just like 10 bucks. so it's not that expensive. So if you like story-based games, or if you find this visual or art style interesting then well just give it a go and you know if you don't like it, it we'll refund you or whatever but <laughs> at least give it a go
0: yeah and anyone listening or watching i'll have the links to the sh- in the show notes and whatnot for the demo and the full game and all that so all you gotta do is look down and click make yeah. it easy. and uh,
1: <laughs> well actually either it's a preview or you can just message us twitter Whatever anything is really okay, even an email is fine. Uh, if you have any impressions or suggestions or uh basically really anything, let it be super positive, super negative super negative things are very welcomed as well just uh it would help us a lot if you could share your opinion with us so, really so uh, feedback is uh, always good yeah. Uh, Our biggest issue, I think, right now is to reach people, actually. To to have an audience, to have some kind of a, uh, let's say, fan base, or or at least people that are playing the game. They do complete it so we have any kind of information uh, about certain aspects of the game, how people like this part how people like the other part or maybe they hate the whole thing that's also fine but <laughs> we need to know it <laughs> so uh, sure. if you have any kind of feedback that's really appreciated
0: awesome well guys i thank you for your time and joining us and sharing your game uh again for those listening and the game is paint it back available on side quest itch if you cra- if you want that route um hopefully coming to the oculus store soon but um again links are in the show notes. But Dave and Gabriel, thanks again for your time. Thanks Dan so much. from Playtest Thank VR, thanks for joining the audience. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you as yeah. I just wanna remind everyone we're recording this live in VR from Spatial Ape and you can join our audience or the conversation at any time. Just message us.